and welcome to our podcast, Hebrews Verse by Verse, brought to you by Teleos. This captivating podcast will not only impart the wonderful book of Hebrews, but it will also show you how to study the Bible so you have confidence in Scripture. Each episode will provide key points for verses in Hebrews. Thanks for joining us on this exciting biblical journey. Hi, I'm William Stewart. Welcome back to our Verse by Verse study on the book of Hebrews. I'm glad you're here. Such a wonderful study. It's such a deep book describing uh, our Savior and the details of God's plan uh, regarding him to bring us salvation. Uh, If you understand this book, you will understand so much about who our wonderful Savior is. We're at the end of chapter one, and it's the first of the comparisons of the author uh, of Christ to other aspects of the Jewish religion. So uh, if you've seen the prior videos, you understand that the Hebrews here were probably Christian for the most part, and uh, yet they were tempted to return to the prior elements of the law after their salvation by grace. And uh, uh, Paul, if he's the author, is encouraging them not to do this, stay with Christ, who is better. He's a better savior, and he's a better priest uh, for our Christian walk. So in verses 13 and 14 today, this is ending the major section, comparing Christ to the angels, using mostly Old Testament quotes. He does so again in 13, uh, with a using a major quote from Psalm 110.1. He says, But to which of the angels did he say at any time, and then from the psalm, sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies a footstool for your feet? So the psalm, this is a a quote from the psalm, basically foreseeing that the ascended Christ will sit down at the right hand of God the Father, as it indicates in Colossians 3.1, uh, Hebrews 10, 14, inferring Hebrews 8, 1, the end of Colossians, Ephesians 1, excuse me, end of Ephesians 1, that the ascended Christ sits down indicating his work as Savior is finished. Otherwise, his one sacrifice, as it uh, indicates strongly in Hebrews 6 and Hebrews 10, was full and sufficient for all sins. He's died once for us and uh, gloriously resurrected. He's not going to do it again. So that covers all sins. Uh, Nothing uh, was not, uh, there wasn't any sin left out in your life or mine. So all those sins are forgiven when we accept Jesus Christ, we ask for forgiveness of our sins and uh, believe in his resurrection, we are saved. So then uh, he sits down, the work is finished at the right hand of God the Father. Otherwise, the place of power and glory at his right hand, and he stays there. And we know from other verses that he's leading the church, like in Colossians 1, until he returns again and his enemies are made a footstool for him. Uh, Otherwise, he will reign as king. So this is a a glorious prophecy and indicates, you know, compared to angels, uh, angels are not at God's right hand. They do not uh, have, they don't have uh, 
ascended in glory, sit at his right hand. Uh, their enemies will not be under their feet. He will not reign as king. Verse 14, finishing the chapter. Are they, this is back to the angels, not all ministering spirits set forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Heirs of salvation, of course, are Christians. Now, interesting, this is an interesting verse because it's really the only verse that I know in the epistles that tells us that the angels minister to us. And how they do it is not really specifically known, but there's important information here. So one is that the ministering spirits are, when they do this, the word here is in the original Greek is where we get the word liturgy. It infers service to God or a spiritual service specifically. So how they're ministering to us are is work and actions that are to God on uh, at his orders, so to speak, on our behalf, sent forth to minister. Then the second word is diakonos, or where we get the word deacon. Otherwise, uh, any really any service, uh, secular or spiritual. So these angels are ministering to us by the command of God. So it's a service, a liturgical service to God. But whatever it might be uh, is what God wants. And, and it may not be spiritual per se. You know, maybe uh, maybe other help. We don't know. It's not clear. We know angels generally uh, are messengers uh, from God uh, to earth uh, for information, particularly in the Old Testament, that he wanted um, uh, given. And the angels also help Christ during his time on earth. Uh, on the other hand, the major help that we have in our Christian life is not from angels. It's from answer prayer from God. It's from the ministry of Jesus Christ in our lives uh, as he has a church. And especially, also, especially uh, and I really shouldn't say especially, really uh, both Christ and the Spirit ministered to us, but the Holy Spirit also ministers to us. These are described extensively what Christ and the Spirit does for us in our Christian walk in Scripture. And we're to rely on God to use the other members of Godhead in our lives as we pray to him and trust. So we don't rely on angels directly. God would use angels so it would appear from this verse as he would wish to help us, another tool in his toolbox to love his saints. Okay, good uh, good chapter. Christ is greater than the angels. Depend on Christ. Don't depend on angels. Christ is greater for salvation and also our Christian life. We'll continue a more of an explanation in this comparison versus angels that, that really focuses on Christ in the next chapter. Please join me then. I'll look forward to it. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast, Hebrews First Fivers. We hope you found the teachings both interesting and informative. Join us next week for another exciting episode. To listen to all episodes, please visit our website, teleosresearch.com. That's T-E-L-E-I-O-S-R-E-S-E-A-R-C-H.
Thank you.